0: Welcome to a special presentation of Behind the Scenes where Marvel vs. Marvel revisits the production histories of some of your favourite Marvel movies and TV shows and undercovers how they made it to the screen in the first place. If you're joining us for the first time, our full-length episodes are packed with the kind of insight and behind-the-scenes notes on your favourite Marvel movies. Superman 1978 An iconic movie That changed Hollywood forever A character Superman That, that, that we're going to discover changed Comic books and superheroes Forever and invented it um, But before we do any of that Will, you're the guy That's got all the inside track On this movie, the behind the scenes Of this of this production which um, Which I'm really Excited to learn, what can you tell us About this film?
1: Well, Rob the first so I spoke to you like I've just met you Well, Rob Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Well, Rob Well, I wanted to sound superior So I thought the best way would be distancing <laughs> from my, myself from you emotionally Which mm-hmm. kind of worked Okay, Superman Now, we've got remember this is 1978 dollars Don't know what that means uh, <laughs> The budget for the time Was 55 million dollars And keep in mind For nineteen seventy eight, that was the most expensive film ever made.
0: It's incredible.
1: Yeah. This was a big deal. But it did pay off. It made at the box office three hundred point five million dollars. Which I mean that's more than a success. That's like
0: a respectable number. (laughs) Like we've we've looked at some movies in the last I don't know. 15 years or so yeah. and you go that's yeah, not bad yeah they
1: spent they spent 100 they made 300 yeah you make um, it three times back it's fine six times back is it's crazy if you mm. want to, if you want even crazier look at rocky and jaws look how much money they made back it's crazy and how much it co- to, as to how much it cost
0: yeah well, well jaws of course is, is is the first blockbuster it's the first summer movie the first blockbuster it it it, it Redefines Hollywood forever, we'll, um, and
1: we'll handle it in Spielberg versus Spielberg uh, sister <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's it it's it's amazing to see. Uh, you know, having this having this. Definitive, quantifiable measure of success. I know, I always say. It. I know, I always bore people to death for how much, but it's just it's just it's just nice to see that this this film was a measurable success uh, financially. But not only that, it was actually critically successful as well. Before we move on to the critical success, though, yeah, I think
0: it's worth taking just a moment to think about how much faith, um, how much investment was made. There has never ever been a superhero movie before. Nope. Anywhere. Nope. And they are happy giving it the most expensive budget of all time.
1: I think that's I mean, that's a strength how you, how again ubiquitous uh, Superman is in, in, in life. I mean, even at that point he'd been going for how long? Forty years or so? Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I, I think also there's there's something um in the area of knowing that it's hard to know with the production kind Because this was made Because this came out in 1978 Doesn't mean it was made in
1: 1978 Oh yes yeah. It would have
0: taken a while to come together But There is something in that Star Wars had been Such a huge Genre Redefining hit And, and shown Hollywood mm. That science fiction movies Can be gold at the box office, and so I think there's probably an element of that in this. You know that a, that another company is going. What what can our Star Wars be?
1: Yeah, yeah, and so they go. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do a and, comic book film. And
0: there's a as we'll talk about. There is a it, although it hasn't had a movie. Superman is a bankable success in every other form of media. Mm. So. It it it's interesting. It gets fifty five million in seventy eight, but it's also there are. It, it feels like that we can explain it if that makes sense. There yeah. are reasons. Yeah. There are markers at least to show the people with the money. That your money is going to be safe.
1: Absolutely. So I'll move on to the critic score. I mean, at the time, it it, it got a fair few. It, it it did well. It did very well. Uh, but the quickest and simplest way of explaining is The Rotten Tomato score is 94% fresh With an audience score of 86% Based on over 250,000 reviews That's good we, when,
0: when we'll get to the notes But when we spoke to kind of our people You guys out there yeah. Uh, aside from one professional contrarian <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw one.
0: There was not a single negative Aside from one dude who who literally gets off on uh, on saying what I don't like about the sky is it? It's never blue. <laughs> um, aside from that person, uh, it, it was just it's utterly beloved, yeah. utterly, utterly beloved.
1: And we have got quite a lot of uh, d- uh, trivia behind it. I mean, uh, I, I I usually have a lot of I usually have a few bullet points, but I've got a. F- I've got two pages worth of trivia notes to go through. This is going to be a bit. We we told you guys this is going to be a big episode. Damn right. Even the foundations of the episode. Handle your business, son. Yeah. How do your business. So, these will be. I try to keep these in chronological order. So, you know, if there's any confusion, you know, whatever, write write in. We might read your letter out or ignore you or giggle about you. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway, anyway. So. After the Superman film rights were purchased by Film producer Ilya Salkind Sorry Salkind His brother Alexander also a film producer Sorry his father Alexander A film producer and their partner Pierre Spengler DC wanted a list of actors That were considered for Superman And approved producers choice of, choices of Muhammad Ali Al Pacino James Caan Steve McQueen, Clint Eastwood And Dustin Hoffman Can Can you Picture any of them playing the role I can't, I can't, there was also uh, Other actors, I, I, I've i got to read At this point at the moment as well, there were a lot of Other actors, actually no, I'll leave that till later I'll leave that till later, shall I in,
0: Interesting uh, Interesting tidbit Yeah. One of those names Yeah Has fought Superman In a comic book, in a very special comic book
1: It's definitely Not Dustin Hoffman <laughs> I would say it's Muhammad Ali. Yeah,
0: yeah Superman yeah. versus Muhammad Ali—an uh, incredible, special, one-off story, um, uh, which which kind of really just pointed to the the. It, it, I mean, uh, the incredible uh, uniqueness of Muhammad Ali as um, as a I don't know more than a public a myth in his own right. Yeah, really, he's the again
1: a ubiquitous character. Mm. Yeah, I l- absolutely love that man. Also, the filmmakers felt it was best to film Superman and Superman 2 back to back and to make a negative pickup deal with Warner Brothers. Basically, this means that the studio wasn't actually required to help fund the movie. The burden was on the Salkins to make the picture appealing to the studio. So the financial risk was massive.
0: I mean, incredible to think that they're making Superman two, and we see that as we as we'll get yeah. to right at the start, they're kind of laying the seeds, but they're making you might think, oh Lord of the Rings That's the time when they really did All movies back to back But they were doing it right here in 78
1: they, they And again did it with-
0: How much faith have they got
1: Exactly, I mean they did it again with Back to the Future 2 and 3 But I mean they already had the success of number 1 You know, already yeah, yeah. But hey Also, um, interesting one A uh, uh, godfather writer Mario Puzo uh, Wrote the initial script for Superman 1 and 2 At a combined length of 500 pages. Uh, For people at home who who, who are not in the know, uh, as a general rule of thumb, screenplays typically run from 90 to 120 pages long, one page per minute. So that's too, too much. Uh, Donna recalled that it was disparaging. It was just gratuitous action. I'm reading this thing, and Superman's looking for Lex Luthor in Metropolis, and he's looking for every bald head in the city. And then he fl- <laughs> and then he flies down and taps a guy on the shoulder, and it's Kojak, Telly Savalas, who hands him a lollipop and says, "Who loves you, baby?" Wow, <laughs> that
0: is. Fantastic, I would very much have liked to have seen that Um, But you shouldn't be surprised I mean, uh, Mario Puzo had a lot of... um Uh, Heat on his name after The Godfather But it's important for everyone to know Has anyone who's ever tried to read The Godfather novel Mario Puzo is not a good writer
1: I enjoyed it We keep having this thing every time his name's mentioned I I actually enjoyed The Godfather book It was a bit silly in places It's trash, it's airport trash novel It's It's about the mafia Of course it's airport (laughs) trash Good point. And it's better than Dan Brown. I have read Dan Brown, and Dan Brown is awful. The famous (laughs) man looked at
0: the red cup.
1: Yes. I was in my head going, he's going to say it, he's going to say it, or am I going to say it? Anyway, anyway. The Salpkins plan was always for two Superman films to be shot simultaneously, but because of the immense number of sets and effects needed to achieve that, Donna had to break the filming up into manageable pieces. To make it all work, seven different shooting units were filming at the same time. That's huge. Huge, with Donna driving back and forth between them on a golf cart. Amazing. Uh, Also, Ilya wanted to hire Steven Spielberg to direct, but Alexander was sceptical. feeling it was best to, and I quote, "'Wait until Spielberg's Big Fish opens.'" (laughs) Yeah,
0: can... I, I would. I would have really loved a Spielberg Superman. I would have really enjoyed that.
1: That, that would. That, oh, yeah, he has this wonderful way of doing physical comedy that doesn't ruin. I, I the don't f- know who'd be chasing him.
0: It, someone would be because it's a Spielberg movie. They're all chases. But yeah. I would be very excited
1: to see a Spielberg oh, Superman movie. Would have loved that. Jaws was very successful, uh, prompting the producers to offer Spielberg the position, but by then Spielberg had already committed to Close Encounters of the Third Kind and was also now out of their price range. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have got to watch that film again Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I got I got to I got to go through that again. Anyway, uh, desperate to find a new director, the Salkins turns to Richard Donner, who was riding high after the success of 1976's The Omen. According to Donna, he was actually sitting on the toilet when he got the call from Alexander Salkid, uh, offering him the chance to shoot Superman and Superman Two back to back. Have you ever had good news on the toilet? I would not
0: answer my phone on the toilet. I, I, I would. Do. I would think you do. You answer the phone on the toilet.
1: Yeah, I do. I, I've I've had I've had recruiters co- conversations on the toilet. Why? It's time saving. <laughs> what do you mean? I I, I I'm on the toilet. You know, I'm, doing, yeah. I'm doing the bodily functions And I'm uh-huh. furthering my career Hopefully if I'm talking to recruiters On the phone who are ringing me And your
0: life, the man who who's Watched every single Simpsons episode When no one made him Your life is yeah. so packed to the rafters With busyness yeah. that you couldn't have Waited five minutes And talking to them when you're not curling out a turd
1: No I've got to do that I'm currently going oh. through all the episodes of Frasier I haven't got any time to do anything else Jeez <laughs> Disgusting. Thank you very much. In 1975, Brando signed on as Jorel with a salary of $3.7 million and 11.75% of the box office gross profits. That's insane. It's insane. 11, nearly 12% of the gross. Yeah. Oh, so, the, the gross profits. Wow, which just... totaled $19 million. He horrified Salkin by proposing in their first meeting that Jor-El appear as a green suitcase or a bagel with Brando's voice. But Donna used flattery to persuade the actor to portray Jor-El himself. Uh, okay, okay. One of two
0: things happened here. Yeah. <laughs> Either, it's, I, don't, I do not think he's insane. You really do. I know. No, no. no. I know he's very eccentric, but I don't think he's insane. Here's what I think that is. That is either like he's he's a he's a he's a crusty old dude who has utterly no concept of science fiction, other than science fiction. Yeah, it's that weird crap. Ah, yeah. It's that weird crap that kids like. The teens like weird crap. Yeah. Or here's my other one. That is. F off, that's an F. those are F off terms. Okay. I know comedians who have that with their agent. If anyone approaches the agent and says, I love this n- name comedian and I want them to come and perform at my wedding, that is the worst idea for every single person involved. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And so I know comedians who would never, ever, ever in a hundred in years do a wedding gig. But they instruct their agent to have an offer which is it's an F off money So it's yeah they'll do it but it's 800 quid <laughs> or whatever it might be yeah. A grand, two grand depending on what how big you are, five grand So the, you're telling the person go away but if they're going to do it, it, it You're going to make the deal so good for you that it makes up for the fact you absolutely Desperately don't want to do the movie That makes perfect wedding. sense yeah. So that's what this reads to me as It's an, a ludicrous sum of money Followed by two Ludicrous suggestions <laughs> Creatively <laughs> That's Brando saying
1: I don't want to do this film He, he made too much money by that point anyway He, was, he, he could do whatever he wanted mm. Yeah. In the end Brando's 10 minutes Of screen time Earned him a flat fee of uh, 3.7 million, along with the percentage of the box ops gross, which resulted. Oh, it says different here. For, I've written this down wrong 14 million. Well, anyway, 14 million, 19 million, whatever. It, it's, no, 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 no. What it's meaning is oh, it's total and totaling. Oh, yeah, okay. I've ri- mm. Ignore my notes. However, despite ultimately being paid more than $1 million a day, Brando still felt he was being shortchanged and tried to sue the producers for an additional 50 oh, million. God. Which is why I've he never heard that. Yeah, which is why he doesn't appear in the sequel. He he doesn't he doesn't appear in the sequel. Um, I there's there's two little tidbits here that I, I picked up that I really love. Uh, one of them is Roger Ebert because I really love whenever I research these films. Roger Ebert always has something funny to say. Film reviewer Roger Ebert commented on this. He basically said Brando was allegedly paid three million dollars for this role, or judging by his dialogue, five hundred thousand dollars a cliche. <laughs>
0: Boo. Grumpy old Roger Ebert. I like never like science fiction.
1: Boo! I like it. That's a, that's a great measurement. I like that. It's better than the metric system. Measuring on cliches. Also, uh, Marlon Brando refused to learn his dialogue. Imagine paying that much money and then there's that. Like, ah, I'm not going to do it properly. But he Refused to learn his dialogue. Oh, God. Yeah. Telling Richard Donner that it was the only that uh, is the only way to keep his performance authentic. So his lines. Had to be written on baby Callel's diaper For him to read while the cameras were
0: rolling He doesn't want to make the movie That's what he's doing He wants to get fired
1: That's amazing Just imagine having that much sway I'd love that sway I would, oh. I would love that Try oh. it
0: on this show, see what happens <laughs> Don't think about it, Will I'm not going to learn any of the production notes I'm not going to watch the movie I'm just going to riff baby
1: (laughs) Not even recording Uh, Gene Hackman Obviously uh, was in the film, he's great Uh, Refused to shave his head for the role He even refused to wear a ball cap In most of his scenes Which is why Lex has a full head of hair For most of the movie Except Hackman decided that the character would wear a bunch of wigs to imply he was a bald man Underneath them
0: I'm going to challenge that at the end
1: you are. Did did, mm. did you hear about the moustache thing as well? I didn't include this uh, in there, but I found it after. Um, he, he 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 had a moustache at the time, refused to shave it off. So I think Richard Donner uh, said, "Look, I'll shave mine off if you shave yours off." So he came in the next day with no moustache, and then Gene Hackman decided, "Oh, I'll shave mine as well." and then revealed then Richard Donner revealed he had no mustache it was a false one all the time <laughs> I was like what a great what a great uh, little co- uh, Donner's great con that was anyway, also uh, back to uh, the casting almost every single major star at the time was considered for the role as well as the names we mentioned we have Wh-
0: which role sorry
1: for the role of superman uh, Robert, oh, Red- really? Robert Redford was offered a large sum of money but felt he was too famous but Reynolds also turned down the role Sylvester Stallone was interested but nothing came of it Paul Newman was offered his choice of uh, roles of Superman, Lex Luthor, or Jor-El for four million, but turned out all three roles. Both Neil Diamond and Arnold Schwarzenegger lobbied hard for the role, but were ignored. Uh, Also, uh, actors approached. Just weirdly, there. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger now, the the the
0: physical body type of Superman has changed so drastically in the comics over the years. Yeah. That now Schwarzenegger would probably, you know, in his prime, would probably be just about. Hench enough to play how the character is ridiculously drawn these days. <laughs> um, although he'd be too short because Schwarzenegger's is a short guy. I
1: don't know. He Schwarzenegger, even though I like some of the stuff he says, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have that pure feeling that Superman has. No, he would be Conan the Superman. It's Conan it's Conan <laughs> the Barbera Super. There we go. Uh, and a, a couple of interesting ones that uh, were all, uh, actors who were also considered were uh, <laughs> Christopher Walken. And Elton John Wow Can you give me Christopher Walken as Superman? Uh, He's going to say
0: What's what's a famous
1: Superman line that I could do?
0: He's going to say Don't worry Lois, I've got you
1: Hey Don't (laughs) worry (laughs) Lois I got you Actually that started to morph into John Travolta at the end uh, uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> the South Park doing <laughs> uh, Jesus, oh, Jesus Christ Anyway uh, Just a couple more facts Don't worry we'll get to the film eventually uh, <laughs> The biggest challenge in making Superman Was creating a convincing special effect That would allow Superman to fly Uh, Donna was adamant that old, crude methods of flying on camera, like the ones used in the Superman TV series from back in the day, could not be used. It had to feel authentic, and that meant the special effects team had to essentially invent new methods of on-screen flight. Finally, optics expert Zoran Perisic and I said that right first time, I don't care what anyone says, designed a system that uses two zoom lenses interacting with each other to create a flight effect. Christopher Reeve would be basically in one place on a pole arm that you don't see, and all he does is sort of make the moves, and it's the camera and the projector that make him look like he comes straight up, Parisek said. According to Donna, crew members actually cried the first time they saw Reeve take flight. One of the taglines
0: for the movie that they sold it on was You will believe a man can fly Because it was so impressive to people
1: Yeah, I think what they did there was something similar to what uh, Alfred Hitchcock and indeed uh, Spielberg did with his big fish movie called the Paul lens effect. I reckon they did something similar to that to give it that that Uh, effect. Yeah, Yeah. it seems like there's an element of of kind of the focus and perspective in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lastly, the film, obviously as we know, was a huge success and was nominated for three Academy Awards, including best film editing, best music for original score, and best sound. Thanks for
0: joining us as we revisit some of our favorite moments from Marvel vs. Marvel. Don't forget our full-length episodes are jam-packed with hours of Marvel trivia, behind the page, behind the scenes, and comic book Marvel history.